Hey, welcome back to Believe You Are a Good Mom. We have Bonnie Lyman with us today. This is so fun. So exciting. So Bonnie, tell us all about yourself. Well, I'm older than dirt. Oh, I'm 74 years old <laughs> and I'm still loving life. I've had cancer. I've had some children do some things that I never dreamed they would be doing. But, you know, life is so good. It's so amazing. So I feel like I can have this outlook because I choose to think life is amazing. And so that's what I'm going to focus on. And yeah, there's some hard parts, but just make the decision to deal with the hard parts and you get through them. I'm not going to die because of hard things. Maybe. And um, <laughs> but if you do, then that's what. And yeah. so, I mean, like, do you want me to tell you a little bit about my coaching, what I do eight to five? I'm um, sure you can. Okay. Um, well, my husband's retired and um, I was certified as a life coach and I knew I wanted to start this business, but um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we knew we wanted to go on a mission. And so I felt like um, I didn't want to start my business till after we did that because we did it soon after he retired. And we were able to go to Kenya, Africa. And, and let me interject here that you can watch the video on Spotify, or I'll probably put this up on YouTube at some point, if I remember. And you can see some beautiful African art on the wall behind Bonnie, if you watch the video from Kenya. Okay, I just threw those up. Those were a Maasai tribe way back when that was when they got dressed up. They put those around their neck. And now they really don't wear it except if they're putting on a show to earn some money yeah. we'll but anyway um i come back from africa and um the most amazing experience of my life in fact i told my husband i wanted to be buried there oh, wow. and he said well i don't know if i'm willing I'm still alive or the kids are willing to pay that much money to get you over there. And for but all of them anyway, to get there. That's the... how much that's how much I I just love these happy people that had nothing. It's a third world country and I learned so much. Anyway, so when I came back, it was just about three weeks, maybe it was four, I was diagnosed with cancer. So um, I did my having cancer part of my life and it was difficult and I really didn't think I'd be able to coach. Um, I am in 24-7 um, pain. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Because this cancer was in my bones and I was diagnosed uh, when I just one day, I fractured three vertebrae. Oh, A couple of weeks later, I fractured two more. And um, they knew it was more than just osteoporosis. So 
I got through that and and then I I started but you're still in pain business. every day is that what you're saying um yeah or... I am but again I have chosen to if I decide to do things that fill me up and serving others running my business I can manage it that's amazing. and then there's some parts of the day it's screaming at me mm-hmm. but I feel like even our negative emotions they just want a little attention yeah so my physical pain it just wants a little attention so I'll get in a more comfortable chair or lay down for a little bit mm-hmm. and then my mind says you know, I'd rather be doing something else or maybe sometimes I'd take a two hour nap. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't have these responsibility of little kids like a lot of your listeners do. Yeah, two hour nap sure sounds nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I do have responsibilities mm-hmm. and I I just don't let it affect my life. Yeah, that's amazing. Because we all have negative things that we're dealing with. Um, I, I would rather deal with this physical pain than be lonely. Mm. You know, somebody else may have a different attitude. Yeah. But everyone's going through a lot, right? And I can never imagine doing what anyone else does, but somehow, you know, we're able to do what we have to do. So when I got certified, you know, that was before my mission, that was in 2014, Many of you may know Jody Moore, so I just have to plug in there. <laughs> I knew Jody before anybody did because she's my daughter. <laughs> and all I did was birth her. That's all I did. I did not I teach her to be as great and wonderful as she is. And if you were going to say one parent influenced her, I'd have to say it was her dad. And her dad doesn't even listen to all of her podcasts, which I listen to every single one. (laughs) But anyway. Well, here's the thing, Bonnie. If we're going to take credit for how great our kids are, we have to take the blame when they do things we don't like, right? Right. And and I'll tell you, she's not perfect. Mm -hmm. She's done some naughty things in her life. (laughs) But, you know, yep. I, and this was even before coaching, we talked about, Emily, a little bit before we started recording, I had uh, one daughter. She was not married, and she came to us and told us she was pregnant. And so we talked to her. Okay, what's next? And, you know, a lot because of our faith, and I'm not critical of anybody that makes a different decision but we feel that every child is entitled to be raised by two parents so we could see um that the father of these kids who she dated for a number of years you know marriage was not going to be an option for them for whatever reason And so I think maybe it was a gift, but I and my husband, we never blamed ourselves. 
that it was our fault that we didn't teach her correctly, you know, to, I mean, I didn't, I never taught her, hey, if you're going to have sex before marriage, you might want to consider using birth control mm -hmm. because of other values that we taught her that we we felt um, you should abstain from those kind of relationships until you're married. Mm -hmm. And so when this happened, we didn't blame ourselves that, ooh, I guess we didn't teach her that. Well, let me, I, I, let me interrupt and ask you a question because a lot of moms ever since they're born, we blame ourselves. So like if my son hits my daughter, I make it mean I'm a bad mom because I didn't teach him not to hit. Right. Versus mm -hmm. if my son hits my daughter, I know that he's just having some big emotions that he doesn't know how to deal with. And that's, you know, just a natural bodily like reaction to those emotions. Right. And so how did you have that wisdom? to know that it like you didn't need to blame yourself were you that wise when you were young with your littles that that you didn't blame yourself for random little kid things too no I would have to say I probably raised my kids out of fear you know I had this big long list of everything I had to teach them mm -hmm. in order for them to become a responsible adult Mm -hmm. uh, live a happy life. Um, just, you know, the basics of, of becoming self-reliant mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. And so I was always, my, my husband was just laid back yep. <laughs> for instance, you know, I had one son that didn't get his Eagle Scout and it, it was like for him to be the best husband, father, employee whatever he needed to get and earn that uh go through the process of getting that award that's what you were thinking yes that, and, yeah and then here is my husband who my kids all idolize uh -huh. and my son would keep reminding me but dad never Didn't got physical his. right <laughs> yeah so the thing i learned there's no guarantees in life yeah and so sometimes for our benefit, we need to loosen the grip a little bit. And so that comes, we don't blame ourselves because yeah. I really believe I never got up and said, I am, I am not going to be a good mom today. Right. But I can say some days I was a better mom than others. Some days I got lazy. I really liked to sew. So I just ignored, <laughs> you know, all sorts of things, <laughs> but, you know, it was this idea, and I think it was subconscious, that there's no guarantees. So the, the one thing I think that we want to be sure and do, and this doesn't mean you don't set any boundaries for your kids from your little, when they're little, or you do set a lot of boundaries because you're trying to protect them. And that's your way of guiding them mm -hmm. is that 
Um, and even now, which I feel, if I judge myself about anything, did, did, do, did my kids know I loved them mm -hmm. no matter what they did? Mm. And you know what? Their dad, who was less involved in teaching, disciplining, they know that about their dad. Yeah. I even had one child say, if my mom died, I'd be really sad. But if my dad died, I don't know. I don't know how I could go on. And he really didn't have a lot to do. I mean, I can remember a girlfriend. We'd have a girl's night out. And so he'd stay home and the kids had homework. And I'd come home and I'd go, so did the kids get their homework done? And he'd say, oh, I don't know. I don't even know if they had homework. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They all graduated from elementary school. They all graduated <laughs> from high school. And even if they were held back, it wasn't because of that parenting thing. There's probably something else. It was probably to their benefit. Yeah that they had to repeat a grade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, focusing on, which I don't know if I did. I, I really felt like I lived out of fear. So when this happened to my daughter, mm -hmm. I think it was because love, I really believe that love always wins. Love is always an option. Mm -hmm. Love is always available. You don't love somebody when it's convenient. That's when they love just loves. Right? Yeah. Just like my, my grandson who has this ratty little stuffed animal that all the comfy <laughs> fur is gone. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, he cannot go to bed. You know, and he's, what is he? He's five years old now. He cannot go to bed without that little, he calls it his lovey. Yeah. He unconditionally loves that thing. It gives nothing back to him. So you're, when you're raising those kids, all they do, yeah, they'll give you hugs. They're going to give you a lot more hugs than when they become adult. <laughs> so every hug you get, man, you savor it and you just hug them tighter so funny i was just trying to get my one-year-old to hug me today she's like so busy i'm like pulling her out of her car seat and i just want a cute little hug because she's so cute and she's just like put me down i just want to go live my life i'm like but you're only one <laughs> yeah. yeah so love just loves and i wasn't raised in a home in fact it was the opposite and mm. i think it was partly a generational thing yeah and and partly other issues I, I was never told anything I did right. There was no physical emotion. There was no verbal expression of love. But, you know, there were some actions there. I, I never thought my parents didn't love me or, you know, I wish they showed more love. But so when that happened to my daughter, my thought was, 
my daughter needs me more now than probably any other time she is going to need me in my life. But I think I was able to think that because I was practicing loving people beforehand, but especially practicing loving people that were difficult to love. Yeah. And so our kids, like I say, you know, they think they need you to do everything. And so we can say, well, you can't find your backpack. Well, just go look for 10 more minutes and then I'll help you, you know. But yeah, and they're going to annoy us. They're going to exhaust us. But, you know, that's just a negative emotion. We're not going to die. Yeah. And so the the reason we just automatically love these kids just like my grandson loves that little lovey Mm -hmm. that's what keeps us going and that's why we never get up you know if you were to get up several times in your child rearing days of your young kids and say i'm gonna i'm just gonna be a crummy mom today well, then maybe maybe you did do some things that influence them to behave a certain way. But we're all snowflakes. We're all so totally unique. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity um, at my church to teach the 14 and 15-year-olds. And so I have, there's always... You know, I joint taught it with somebody else, but there was always a Sunday school president or another leader in our church would just come in because they wanted to connect with the youth and sit on that class. And these kids, you know, it was work to keep their attention. Yeah. And they go, you, you need to get them to respect you. Hmm. You, you need to tell them that they're they're not being respectful you need to rope them in or something and my thought was why why would i want to change somebody when they're just acting like a normal 14 or 15 year old would act so your son or somebody's son that keeps hitting or being unkind to another sibling. They're just being themselves. Mm-hmm. And yes, there probably needs to be a consequence or it needs to be addressed. But that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Or him. It doesn't mean that he's a bad kid. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad mom. It means that he hit his sister. Like that happened. Right. And what was his thought feeling combination that led to that action? Right. Right. And so I think we have to be careful because our, our weaknesses can become our strengths. Let's be careful that we don't break their spirits, Mm -hmm. that they, they can't turn that weakness. 
And let me, let me add this too, Bonnie, because this is what I've been working on myself lately is that if I feel like, like my weakness, like say like my fiery temper or something, you know, is Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. is this weakness that's like, I'm beating myself up about it all the time. Oh, I'm still losing my cool. Oh, I'm such a terrible mom because I yelled at my kids. Then I'm trying to, um, what you just said that we always say about kids that we don't want to break their their spirit. Yes. And so, yes, maybe this is my strength overused that I feel really big. You know, I have really big emotions. I have a big heart. That is a good thing. And sometimes (laughs) it leads to other things, but it's all part of who I am. And if I break my spirit in like, if I could wake up one day and magically like not lose my cool all day long, like I think that a good mom should behave, then I wouldn't be me anymore. I wouldn't be as passionate I wouldn't as passionately love them if I don't get as passionately annoyed by them. Does that make sense? And so it's all just two sides of the same coin. And we're trying to break our own spirits as moms sometimes is that we're like, I'm bad. There's something wrong with me. Why can't I keep it together? And that shame, right? That there's something wrong with us, but there's nothing wrong with us. We're just doing things that we think aren't ideal. And, um, and that's part of this mortal life right? <laughs> but just trying to figure out all this stuff out. So it goes for our kids. It goes for us. It goes for our daughter-in-laws. It goes for our adult children, all the, uh, everyone it goes for everyone. It doesn't matter our age. We're all still mortals trying to figure this out. And I find it easier to be like, well, he's just a kid being a kid, or he's just a 14 year old being a 14 year old in the Sunday school class. You know, of course that's how he's going to act, but same with us. We're just an adult being an adult. <laughs> we're just right. we're being a woman. We're just a human being a human. And to have grace for that, you know? And so, you know, if, if you look back, say, ooh, I, I was, I, you know, I lost my cool more times than what I wanted to today. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if it's bothering you, if it's causing you to feel something negative, you know, about yourself, is is I'm kind of losing my train of thought here right away, but it's it's um, deciding, you know, you know what what can I do, you know, without um, beating yourself up, or where I really wanted to go. Why why today was it more difficult? Yeah. Why was it more difficult parenting today? Why did I lo- lose my temper? And you kind of look back and you go, you know, my husband and I had this huge fight right before he went out the door. I had a terrible night's sleep last night. You know, I I wasn't able to um, uh, keep up on the dishes or... <laughs> the laundry you know so you go of course of course I'm kind of upset with myself and so I took it out on them yeah and that's what we as humans do yeah but then you do that turnaround and say but I still showed my kids I loved them in this way 
I still love my kids. You know. Yeah. And it's and, the same as when and the... you can um you have grace, yeah. you have compassion for yourself instead of just saying, Yep. But you, your kids aren't thinking that. Your kids aren't thinking, oh, yesterday mom only lost her temper twice, and today yeah. it was seven times. They're not <laughs> keeping score. We may be keeping score, but your kids want, aren't. Yeah. Well, we never know what kids are thinking. So, <laughs> right. And right. Gonna... But most likely, as all of us do, most of our thinking. Is about ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So I feel like I interrupted you a couple times. Do you feel like? No, no. Go back Interrupt to? me okay. because I can get way too long winded. Uh, me. I too. feel so passionate about yes, all this. Exactly. It's all good. So, um, so yeah, just like if the son hits the daughter, instead of like hyper-focused on that action, what was his thought and feeling that drove him to that action and get curious about that and figure out what's going on for him. We need to do that for ourselves. Just like you just demonstrated. If I'm losing my temper, what's going on for me? Oh, I'm still, you know, upset about the fight with my husband or the dirty dishes or whatever. Like these are where my thoughts and my feelings are at. So of course I'm on edge and any little thing's going to tip me off. So that's what we work on in coaching, right, Bonnie? That's what right, we help people right. with, figuring out. And I think that's that's so good that we don't have those conversations with ourselves enough. You know, compassionate conversations. What's up, love? <laughs> you know, this isn't like you. You know, yeah. what 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 needs attention here? Yeah, so good. Just like your physical pain. Your body is trying to tell you yes. something and our emotions are our bodies trying to tell us something, trying to tell us that there's something going on in our brains. that's making us feel something. Let's take a look at it. Yeah. Or redirect your focus. Okay. I, I lost my temper five or six times today, but here is a list of good things exactly. I did today. I know. Why do we hyper-focus on the negative? Yeah. I tell you, this is what people tell me all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> there's all the yeah, buts, right? So if I'm compassionate with myself, then I'll just let myself off the hook. And I'm like, yes, who wants to be on a hook? <laughs> right? Let's let ourselves off the hook. What are we so afraid of? It's only going to make us better. Yeah. Emily, one thing I think is we're not intentional enough and we don't practice enough. We don't practice enough, like just like that suggestion of talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell my clients, okay, what are you going to work on this week? Okay, what do you need to do to remember? So yes. like, even if you took a, a little Sharpie and maybe put a little heart on your hand, that would remind you i i'm going to practice not today not not just controlling my temple temper but i'm going to practice loving myself more and being more compassionate for myself when i disappoint myself in behaving in a way 
that I feel is affecting my children, you know, and what, what is it affecting? Is it affecting if they can get to sleep tonight? Is it affecting what kind of an adult they're going to be? Yeah. Probably not. Every little thing we do is going to affect that. And maybe it will. And maybe the neuroscientists prove that it is. And so what, that's the part of the plan. (laughs) It's all the plan. I always say that we're, we're messing them up in all the perfect ways. Because that's the whole plan. I had a client the other day, and I remember on her consult, she started talking about, I don't know, she's been married 35 years. Day one, she had this perfect marriage to this perfect man. Now, you know he wasn't perfect, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, he was a perfect husband, he was a perfect dad, he did this all of this she's got a couple girls that are older and one of the things they say that aren't married I mean she's got a bunch of kids that are married but she said we can't find somebody as perfect as dad exactly and so it's good to be Mm -hmm. imperfect because it allows our children then to have better self-images, better self-esteem about themselves. Exactly. It sets the bar, the, the bar at a realistic place. Yes. And I even tell my kids that all the time. You're welcome that I'm being so imperfect right now so that you don't hold yourself up to some standard of perfection that's elusive. Because I don't know how she found a perfect husband, but I don't think those exist. And- well, it was you know is perfect in her eyes yeah you know and the she, kids too she may be because i don't believe in the one mm. but apparently for her you know it kind of sounds yeah. like i mean i'm happy i'm happy for her. yeah but i can remember telling my kids raising him you know they'll say mom you are so mean when you know i wouldn't let him date by a certain age or something and i go mm you're so lucky to have a mean mother. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of, let's just play with it. I talk about, let's just roll with life. There's, there's going to be great things and there's going to be hard things. Yeah. And together the, the messiness and the amazingness of life is what makes it so wonderful. Yeah. Sure is. All right, Bonnie. So tell people where they can find you to get more of your wisdom. I don't know if you even said who you coach. Okay. I work with moms to to stop struggling in the relationships with their adult children. Yeah. And I'll just give you one little tip that I give that when your children become an adult, and that could be at 18 or that could be maybe after they totally cut the financial tether from you, you know, after college or something, but you essentially quit one job. You don't quit your job as a parent, Mm -hmm. but you're, you, you quit your role of your job as a parent and your new role 
you have one responsibility and that is to love your children no matter what they do and my husband added something who you know he's really not into all this coaching stuff <laughs> the uh is even though he has how many uh, kids that are coaches and his or, wife and, or yeah. <laughs> yeah he goes can we just not talk about feelings <laughs> he he said he says and to tell them as often as you can and specific how great and wonderful they are that is going to help more than anything with your relationship with your adult children so you can't give advice your new role is just those two things you don't yeah. give advice without permission and so forth and so forth so there so, is a lot of expectation pain because nobody talks about what happens and all this turmoil of when your kids become adult children we talk about it as teenagers there may be a lot of speed bumps in the road but we don't talk about it so i i help people how to choose love on purpose so awesome I love it. And I love that addition that your husband put in there because that's what my whole message of my podcast is. Mm -hmm. Remind them how wonderful they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you are a good mom and remind your children that they are good. And no matter what, especially when, even if we are, it's who we are. And so Bonnie, your clients, no, my clients. So moms of young kids, also have a mom and they have a mother-in-law <laughs> who is a mom of an adult child. And so <laughs> if you feel like your mother-in-law needs a coach, send them to Bonnie. If Bonnie's clients feel like their daughter-in-law needs a coach, send them to me. So this is our symbiotic relationship here. <laughs> right. So and you can, you can find me at bonnielyman.com. Uh -huh. um, and I, I have a podcast called Loving on Purpose. So good. And I also have a newsletter. If you go to bonnielyman.com, you can sign up for that. And I have a free resource on how to be yourself around your adult And she's um, selling children. this freebie really hard. <laughs> Come on. What is it again? Your free resource? How to what? How I could be paraphrasing it. How to be yourself act like yourself around your adult children because right. most of my clients say i have to walk, walk on, on eggshells egg mm -hmm. otherwise i'm going to upset it yeah but you don't it's we've got we've got usually you got a manual you got unfulfilled expectations so i help you kind of tear those down and have a different kind of expectation and so I'm also on Instagram where you can get access to my website and all this other stuff. My handle is at Bonnie Lyman coaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. So fun. Well, send your mother-in-laws there and, <laughs> and send your daughter-in-laws to me and we're all going to help everybody. We'll do it. Fine. Love is what always wins is the answer. What's your podcast called again? Loving oh. on purpose. Oh yeah. 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 
we do have to do it on purpose. Otherwise we're in our default brain that goes to annoyance and resentment and yep. all the things. Yep. And it's all, you can't control your kids. Yeah. But you can, no matter what their behavior is, I can get you to where you feel peace. And that's and exactly. And compassion. That's exactly my same message. Whether kids are adults or toddlers, you can't yep. control them, but you can get to love and peace and compassion. So good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Bonnie. All right. We'll talk to everybody later. Hold on. There's no outro to this. So let me tell you, if you need help believing that you are a good mom, go to dropthewordlifecoach.com forward slash believe, and you can get my free pre-recorded masterclass to get started. Okay. See you next time.